0: Roger, JP, one hundred five Bone, Real Raw Radio. Starting the 1 o'clock hour uh, just a little early because we have a uh, pretty involved interview with Mick Foley, WWE fame, wrestling legend, recent fired manager, etc. A lot of things to talk to him about. We just talked to him this morning. Just a legendary person. Yeah, just he is. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's very <laughs> cool. And, and we talked about so many things. We wanted you guys to uh, hear uh, what's going on. Can you post one of the pictures of what he looks like now? Because when sure. he came in, it was one of the, one of the interesting things was he, he looked a little different than he's ever looked in 30 years, I guess. Uh, but we'll talk about it with him in the universe. So here it is with Mick Foley, uh, Mankind, you name it. He's done so many things, written books and whatever, and, and so many different personalities in wrestling. Uh, dude, Was it Dude Perfect? Is that his other one? That's one of them. So many. Here is Mick Foley.
1: But I got to be honest with you. You walked in here, dude. You're like half of yourself. You're walking better. Yeah. You're light on your foot. you lose? You got to lose 100 pounds. Easy. I did lose 100. I gained a little bit of it, uh... Uh, but I, I wanted I wanted to
2: lose eighty. That's what that was the goal. Okay, you know, I was three thirty eight. You know, and uh-huh. I got, were you
0: really three
2: thirty eight? A guy I was at the uh, honestly,
0: you didn't seem like you were three thirty eight. Like a solid two sixty two eighty, I would say, but three thirty eight. I held it uh, held oh, yeah. it well. You're just a- Mostly, <laughs> it's that muscle mass,
2: like uh, it yeah, it just packed on. No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I was clinging to me everywhere. A guy, mm-hmm. I just saw a guy at the. Uh, I went to to the Boston Celtics game. My son's a huge fan, and a guy mm-hmm. who was a radio guy in North Carolina came up. He had a photo of me and him when I was 330, and, God, it looked like I swallowed somebody. Right. right. Huge. So, I uh, I you know, got down to 80. And then it's like, is a better story. Right, you know, right, like, right, Why right. not do the 100? And then I... Oh, this is back when I was a commissioner on WWE, and I didn't really look the way people wanted me to look, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was in phenomenal speedo shape anyway, but I just didn't look like myself. <laughs> so, I was like, ah, I am back... Back to where, you know, I'm, I'm down about 75 or so. So is
0: this, you consider this your wrestling weight <laughs> somewhere in this area? Well, the, most of my success. you going to know, I'm just yeah. saying
2: back when you were. Yeah, most of my su- success, success in
0: WWE came when
2: I was uh, over the three bills. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I was over three. it's so just hard to tell. Uh, how much you weigh at any given time and i was surprisingly tall a uh, crazy thing my kids are really shooting up my daughter's six feet tall uh and my, my she's 338 however she's not 330. No, you know, uh, my 14 year old is now s- six foot and uh, and so is my 16 year old and they're claiming that the average guy on long island is six five he's high uh, and i'm like no no no, no, no way like the average <laughs> <laughs> the average guy it, it means we went to a Nets game. He goes, Dan, I'm telling you, people were towering over you. Dude, it's diff- <laughs> I sat
1: courtside at a Knicks game one time in my yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And you don't know until you see these guys right there. Yeah. And you're oh, like, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ, Shaquille O'Neal is a tree. Yeah. He's a tree with
2: feet. And, and the guys who are the the, the, uh, the shooting guards and the, the playmaking yes. guards, they're like
0: 6'5". Yes. You know, six, six. And yeah, there's yeah, the little guys on the court. It, even, even when you are with baseball players, you'll be shocked at how big yeah even the smallest baseball players, Derek Jeter doesn't surprise to hit you as someone who's so tall you know when you are near these guys that's what you get.
2: I've actually fortunately grown now that I've had my hip and my knee replaced yeah, and uh the spine is kinda, yeah, so uh uh it's six three. Down from, up from six one and a quarter. Luke, this is crazy. I mean, I was a legit 6'4 at one time, having a tough time selling my kids on that. <laughs> right. but back when my spine was a little gnarled over, I stood next to Walt Frazier, and he had about three inches on, you know, Walt was like a smaller guy.
1: I gotta tell you, when you were in here last time, I guess it was about two years ago, mm-hmm. I felt bad, because you were hurt, you were, ah, clearly, man, hurt. You were clearly hurting yeah, yeah. every day, and the way you walked in, and then... The difference between the way you walked in the room today and mm-hmm. the last time Not we bad, saw right? you is huge. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. The, uh, How'd you lose the weight? Did you get your stomach done? Still? No, no. You just old-fashioned I, uh, hard work?
2: Uh, yeah, and it was just changing a lot of the things. You know, there's so many great foods here on the island. Yeah. You got to kind of give them up, you know, and then uh, just some the moderation.
0: Uh, wrestler, author, comedian Mick Foley, uh in the studio with us. Last time you were with us, I think you had just started maybe a few months or half a year or whatever, into the whole Christmas theme. Well, I, I just returned to wearing the fanny pack after no. 10 years. No, I don't know if we've ever <laughs> seen you without it. <laughs> I, I did go 10 years returning. without it, and then
2: I realized I was wearing the long sleeve <laughs> flannel year-round just so I could put stuff in my pockets. Right. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that, that I'm going to ruin any of these looks. <laughs> you know, the, the, these the sweatpants. sweatpants, the flannel shirt with a fanny pack. Yeah, I just started going with the Christmas stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, man, that's going back to 2014. Right. right.
0: It's that,
1: been a while. You were coming in and you were doing like a Christmas sweater every day. I or did. Something a, like yeah, something Christmassy. It didn't have to
0: be a right, sweater. Right, right, right. This is a pretty good... And you talked cool. about, you know, you were going to do it for the yeah. whole year. We're like, you're going to wear something Christmas every yeah. day for the year. We so had, obviously you did. I did it. And then my... Did I it ever stop?
2: Well, yeah, it stopped. Um, I mean, I still wear... Like, this is just, you know, St. Nick's World Tour. There's a pretty cool looking shirt. You know, right. Right. <laughs> But my children were like, "Dad, you're losing like followers on Twitter every day. Like, why is that?" I was like, I don't think they like me posting these <laughs> Christmas photos in March. every day. Right? In I, March. It, it's not what they want out of me. <laughs> right. I, oh, I, I mentioned the thing about the haircut, right? Yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, right, uh, right. I, You know, because you guys know, like, I kind of makes uh, like almost buzz cut. I help Santa almost. out, you know, mm-hmm. doing things she can't. He can't be everywhere at all times, That's so. Right. Uh, In order to have the best possible look, I'd had the back of my hair, which has been long for, you know, with only one exception for 30 years, 35, right? And then I I had it bleached and it looked in the back. And then when I went back to go to WWE as general manager, this looks kind of awful. And the the moment a grown man picks up a pair of scissors, nothing good can come from that. You know, when you start (laughs) looking in the mirror, like I'm going to take a little bit off the back and it kept looking worse and you had to keep cutting. and worse kept cutting and then i uh, we went to new orleans uh for raw i just showed up and said just just take it all off
1: what would yeah. make you think because listen you've earned a good living okay i yeah. know you're not starving why couldn't you just go get a haircut? <laughs> Why did you have to pick up Why the scissors? Go yourself?
0: That's a great question. Because I Carly? come from a day when we
2: slept <laughs> three guys in a twin bed and we liked it. <laughs> like if you didn't have six guys in a room, right. a twenty dollar room, like I remember actually go, no oh, do they they're getting a room for just two of them? Are you kidding me? No, you needed to have at least at least two guys, in, you know, in a twin bed and a couple <laughs> guys on the floor. Like, that was just, right. you just didn't spend money on things like right.
1: haircuts. Right, but now you're not. Right. Now you made money. Let
2: somebody cut your hair. i had been successful. My hair's curly, naturally. So I could take off some and no one would notice. It, was cur- it would just curl up. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's would going day. in the back. Man, it looks it was looking bad. So when I showed up, now, remember, my son is uh, 14. He's never seen his dad without hair, at least down to the collar. And right. he got scared. He thought it was an intruder. And he goes, you don't, you don't even look like my dad. <laughs> and now, you know, we all come from the era when our parents used to tell us to get our hair cut. cut. Our hair. Right. Right. Now it's different. Now it's my son begging me to let my hair grow out.
0: So you know? when you go in public, yeah. is it enough of a different look that you find that less people realize it's you? Uh... Uh, that's Would what I tell f- myself when mm-hmm. I don't get recognized as often. Ah, it has nothing to
2: do with being past my prime.
1: It's, it's haircut. <laughs> Are you okay that's with it like? Do you welcome the fame or do you like it now that they're not recognizing you as much? You know, I um, it's uh, you're too the happy. Upside, going the upside, the upside it. is love much
2: it. better than the downside. Yeah,
1: of course. Right. But, you know, and even
2: the downside is fun because my kids and I will will be at a place and we'll count how many conversations start with the words, "I know you're with your kids." but, <laughs> but I, I, I hate to do this i know you're eating dinner but. but and it was hard for me uh to tell my kids about you know uh, uh swear words yeah we're kind of a non-cursing family you know mm-hmm. my older son curses but he's the only one that's refreshing and I uh, so i've dropped two <laughs> f-bombs outside of my shows you know i do a one f-bomb when i do the one-man show one and if i do it right i get a standing ovation it's pretty cool <laughs> and i would i my son that i i I've mentioned you guys off the air. My 16-year-old is on the spectrum, and when he was, like, five, he's like, Dad, I'm up. if those words are so bad, why do people look so happy when they're saying them? <laughs> people, Isn't like, it amazing what they pick up? up? Blank and foley. Holy yeah. blank. Like, yeah, they never yeah. saw anybody angry when they were using those words. It was always with the biggest smile. Right. And I had no answer for that. I was like... They're happy thoughts. They're just using right. bad words to illustrate those. There's a
1: show, um, I think it's on Netflix, with Michael Rappaport. It's called Atypical. Have okay. you ever seen it? No, no, but they, I like him. It's a family. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I hear that it's a, the based the, on the, a son. The, yeah. the son's got autism. It's such an, whether you have somebody on the spectrum or you know somebody, whatever it is, show is great.
2: I have to watch it. I like Rappaport's a big
1: wrestling fan, too.
2: Now, yeah. have you he seen seen him, recognized me with the short hair, Have too. you seen <laughs> him? All, dude,
1: all of a sudden, someone gave, it, someone gave him an iPhone, yeah. and he's been doing these little videos. Any, anything, something goes on, these little video blogs. Yeah. He has gone through the roof. It's really? crazy. He doesn't the, just go on Just go on Twitter, rants. put on Rappaport. Just yeah. start watching his videos. You'll be entertained for at least an hour. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at least. <laughs> I just...
2: Uh, who is the guy who, uh, he, he, w- he suffered one of the most agonizing cinematic deaths ever. I think Nicolas Cage punched him to death. What uh, was it? It was a jade uh, scorpion or something like that. Like, a, a, uh, it was pretty brutal, you know, and he put on a glove. And he just punched him to death. And I, thought, I don't want to go that way. Yeah. I go back to Leslie Nielsen in the airplane with the ways to go. and right. Being punched to death is not one of them.
1: The hospital, what is it? It's a tall building with a lot of windows. But that's and not important right now.
0: It. Wrestler Mick Foley in the studio with us, who is much more than that. A New York Times bestselling author many times over. Uh, comedian. Also the one-man show you yeah, mentioned earlier. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things. But the wrestling it's come back, you know, it's, it's always in your life. There's a little thread going through your life. And you were recently a manager. You were just telling us off the air yeah. the WWE Raw.
2: Yeah, I got a call. I, I came walking downstairs, I guess it's over a year ago now. And uh, I said to my daughter, she said, Dad, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I just, uh, I just got a call from Stephanie McMahon asking me if I wanted to be the general manager of Raw. She said, well, what are you going to do? I said, well think i have to do it otherwise i'm going to be sitting on the couch watching somebody else doing mm-hmm. it right wondering what if so uh, Damn, you watch uh, yeah i still watch almost every week you Damn. know some of the stuff we record and we kind of scan through things but i uh yeah i like to keep up to date mm-hmm. i see what's going on and then i'll throw out like the you know i'll, I'll get in touch with one of the guys who's doing mm-hmm. an especially a particularly good job of coming to A long way, and then, uh, you know, gave a little advice last night to Mm -hmm. one of the guys who'd been uh, released from their contract.
1: Oh really, James
2: Ellsworth? Yeah, I was. Not at. nice of you. So you genuinely
1: yeah. love it? Yeah, it's it's
2: you know I, I mean this in a positive way. It's uh, you know it is like being in the mafia. Like oh yeah, <laughs> you want, just when you think you're out, you know they drag you back. That's yeah, right. like you know, I tried to run away from it. Honestly, I did. And uh, and there was a time I worked for another you know rival company for like three years. And there was not one time when somebody said, aren't you that guy wrestles for that, you know, the current group. I was always the WWE guy. Right. And then it becomes the point where, you are know, like Adam West, like towards the end of his career, he was like, yes, I am Batman. You yeah, know, like, right. instead yeah. of going, I could have done other roles. You're like, you know, yes, you're right. I am that guy. You know, I am uh-huh. I love being that guy. And I did the role for, um, for uh, eight months, uh, the general manager. I was t- discussing off air. I was really in a lot of pain with my hip and my knee. Yeah, exactly. And so... Uh, the question was: Was I fired? Yes,
0: that's I, the good question we'll about the
2: answer to. I was fired on air. At which point, I no longer did the job, and mm-hmm. I stopped receiving checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I believe that qualifies as a real life firing. <laughs> right. But being fired as general manager is like being killed off in a soap opera, right? And you just want it to be as dramatic a departure as possible. Well, you do, or McMahon does. He wants what? He I want to show. Do. Well, I want, I, going in, like, I love Stephanie McMahon. She was my boss. She was my, uh, she was the commissioner, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And Stephanie's great on air, and I think she's great. I, Stephanie, I, Stephanie wrote the forward to my Christmas memoir. So she's a, she's somebody I've known almost 20 years, but she's a great on-air personality, and she's got a knack for firing people. And so in the back (laughs) of my mind, like, I just want to be fired in the most impactful way possible, (laughs) and hopefully in a way that... You know, uh, elevates a storyline. So do I.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I and I got that. Like I got that. And the, the like kind of the irony was that night in uh, Detroit, there was a huge snow blizzard coming on, and that was the one time, like in the first time, like in seven or eight years, I got to fly on the McMahon, uh, you know, the, the jet. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the most I would felt like I would had ju- just had a big pay per view match. You know, right. Right? Because I was so excited because it was such a great on air moment getting fired in an impactful way, like I kept reliving it, like, you know, back in the days when I'd have a big match and I couldn't sleep at night, they kept running through it. I was like, yeah, yeah, getting fired on the air was every bit as good as, you know, wrestling the rock. It really was, yeah. So I, I was happy with the way it ended. And then I now I don't have to travel. I can make my own schedule and um, things, are, things are going pretty well. How many books do you have now? Man, uh, this... Uh, a lot more than you think. There's 11, Is counting ridiculous? four children's books, but seven, right. you know, seven, you know, books of some length to it. This one, I mean, you know, when you write a Christmas memoir that you are absolutely like pushing away the people who <laughs> like you the most. They're like, <laughs> And as evidenced by the fact that I would lose followers every time I posted about Christmas. Right. Like, this isn't what people, this is, right. to me, what Will Ferrell doing a dramatic role is to him. Right. And, like, I think he even understands. People are like, yeah, we like you. We appreciate you need to do this. Yeah. We'll be over here waiting for you when you decide to be funny again. Come back to be But, I, you know <laughs> what, I get it, though,
1: because we get put in this box where we have, you know, our audience expects us to do certain things. Yeah, yeah. And we live in a business that's based on ratings. Yeah. So if we are not giving them exactly what they want, then you got management. Like, can we talk to you for a minute? And my, I spend my life avoiding meetings.
2: Do you mind if I name drop the rock here? Go as ahead. Far as go right, oh, go right because ahead. when we were in the middle of what we called the Monday Night Wars, where we had direct competition with Ted Turner's uh, World WCW, mm-hmm. like, if you were responsible for two consecutive poor Fifteen-minute ratings, like your spot on the roster was in jeopardy. At least you know, d- you know, dropping down on the card. And The Rock and I had done something wow. called "This Is Your Life" in I think nineteen ninety-eight. And Mister McMahon hated it; thought it was one of the worst things he'd ever seen. It was scheduled for fourteen minutes or sixteen minutes. We went twenty-eight on live, you know, primetime time <laughs> television. Hated minutes. it, yeah, twenty-eight minutes. And then The Rock tapped me on the shoulder, like a catering. He goes, I hear about the rating? And when he said that, like, my heart sunk. I'm thinking it had to, oh, my God, what was he? He goes, 8.4. And I went, no, that's not possible. There's no way that a rating could be that high, especially in the days could before be texting well. and all that. People had to literally been <laughs> calling each other. Well, you got to watch WD, WD. Right. So we go, let's go find Mr. McMahon. I think we called him Vince at the time. Uh, I bet you did. And Mr. McMahon <laughs> doesn't cower by nature. Right. But when we, like, walked into his office, we didn't see him. But we could kind of see, like, a foot behind a couch. And it was like, Vince... And all of a sudden, we heard him go, all right, you can do whatever you want from now on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But that's it was so that cool. rating. You know, what? You, know? You, just, yeah.
1: you just pulled back the curtain. People don't know. <laughs> you know, people don't know the rise and fall of how it happens.
2: You know? Even as I'm telling that, I'm like, I'm not sure he was actually hiding behind a couch. In my mind, Who cares? he was behind it a couch. It great. It it I not do know. It he went, all right. And he threw in a, a, a colorful word, all right, blank, you can do whatever you want. Next time you tell that
1: story, he was so afraid we were going to walk into his office, he was actually under his desk. You know? You know? That's
0: cool. So you guys yeah. have to be cognizant of, and wrestling is, of the of people and you guys know the statistics for every 15 minutes yeah so you know if you're on for longer than one like you said two segments in a row if they see a fall off that is that's a huge reflection on the exact wrestler who's in the spotlight at that time yeah and as a matter of fact
2: easy gauge uh there was a time when i i won the wwe title from the rock and at a time when every other raw episode was was recorded they would do four hours two hours live two hours recorded So WCW went on the air with a live show, and they gave away the ending. They said, we know for a fact, no need to watch WV. It's a taped show. Uh, Uh, Mick Foley, who wrestled here as Cactus Jack, will win their their championship. And then the announcer, you know, at the behest of the the guy calling the shots, said, wow, that'll put butts in seats. And it was pretty devastating for me when I found that out until the next day when I found that that half of I don't want to say homes versus people. Right. It was either homes or people, half a million people or homes switched the channels immediately. And my stock in the wrestling business shot up. Like if I was a stock, it was like, boom, I went to be like a blue chip guy. I was just kind of like a respected journeyman at the time, and all of a sudden I was a superstar based on, you know, the number of homes that switched the channel They wanted to see you win. Yeah, so we, I refer, I was going to say we, I don't know if a single other person in the world refers to it, but I do, I call it the night the channel's changed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you might be the only one who says that, but it's okay, it's okay, it's
1: dramatic. And you're in the Hall of Fame, right? (laughs) Then we what I didn't hear you. you're in the hall. Oh Fame. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I am, I am in the hall.
2: Yeah, the WWE Hall of Fame. I am. Yes, that is awesome. It was a good mall, and it was great for me because it was at Madison Square Garden. Right, I remember that. And that was where uh, I used to take the trains. You know, I mean, I hitchhiked from college to see Snook and Morocco in the Steel oh, Cage. That's awesome. So to be out there, you know, in front of those people, and then there was you know, like I thought, okay, you know, as a guy who used to write down my goals, you know, like I wanted to wrestle in Madison Square Garden. So to be back there, you know, so many years later and have people chanting your name.
1: It was it was really uh, remember when Piper smashed Snook over the head with a coconut and jabbed the do. banana in his face? Yeah. It was great. <laughs> that was yeah it was uh now it would be considered racist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Piper would be brought up on charges. It might be. <laughs> mm. You know I wonder if they have to I wonder if they have to change the way wh- because of the the culture that the country is in right now, I mean the um, the state that the country is in right now I wonder if they changed the way they write so
0: story in the W. Yeah,
1: do they use less sex from the women? Uh, of course yeah, they switched from uh, my era was known
2: as the Attitude Era, you know, mm. and uh and we could get away with almost anything. We could really push the boundaries. And then uh I think Mr. McMahon found out that we were doing these monster ratings but we couldn't get uh sponsors. sponsors. And uh, he wanted to take WWE uh, global. You know, we were already Mm -hmm. international, a lot of places, but wanted to take it global. I think he was frustrating by the fact that we were really, at that time, dominating cable ratings. but couldn't get a sponsor. Like People were running from us. And so they made the concerted uh, effort to go to a more PG-oriented show. Mm -hmm. And they still kept the adults. We were talking about off the air. You still get the adults. It's still kind of a cool show for adults. But they feel comfortable. There's no longer, like, me calling my wife, all right, you better Better switch a channel and <laughs> right this guy comes on or that yeah, guy like comes on line. yeah, yeah. 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 storylines could be a little bit out there i think may young gave birth to a hand at one point remember <laughs> that
1: <laughs> you know it's That's like he, he, you know, it's funny it's like um who thought of that it's <laughs> it's very
2: similar to tommy blache thought of it he great, a great comedy writer He'd probably, uh, he probably <laughs> he created Metalopoly. So what is the name of that the, the metallocal metal- yeah he be yeah, he whatever whatever apocalypse created that I think he would like me giving him credit for the Mm -hmm. birth of the hand.
1: You know what it is? It's a lot like rock, you know, because I'm a big Iron Maiden fan and big AZDZ fan. I took my son. And you're seeing the same thing. Grown men go in to see wrestling, and now there's who were at the – the um, WrestleManias yeah. when they were a kid like I was, and now they're bringing their kids. So you have for generation sure. and
2: generation. And you go to like WrestleMania, and it used to be a one day event, and now it's literally a week long event. Right? Where, you know, they're bringing a hundred eighty million dollars into the yeah. city during the course yeah. of a week. People yeah, are and dying for it. And
1: it's in a hundred thousand seat enormous yeah. Dome, and you, like <laughs> you, you're sitting all the way up in the rafters, and you're still watching it on the yeah. screen because you can't see the ring. That was three.
2: Three three WrestleManias ago, I got to make a surprise um, entry. Uh, the uh, uh, the League of Nations okay. that, that defeated uh, the New Day, and they challenged any three any three people out there, and no one even knew. I mean, to keep a surprise in this day and age in, in WWE is is pr- pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Shawn Michaels came out first. They hit my music and uh, I came out and I knew Steve Austin was next. And I mean, I know my That's role that this really Sean should have, I should have been first, Sean, Steve. Oh. But I was like, okay, not one person is going to be looking at me when Steve's music hits. So as soon as that music hit, I spent the next like one minute just looking around at 101,000 people. I thought, so I haven't crazy. been, I've never been in front of this many people before, never will again, so I'm going to appreciate every second of it.
0: Uh, we'll talk to Mick Foley for a couple more minutes. I might I say the new Svelte Mick Foley. Thank you. 100 pounds down and, of course, uh, no hair
1: well he's got so plenty he got but that's the part that kills me he's cutting it that's off true, but he's still actually. got plenty of there i'm holding on to it i'm, I'm like <laughs> i'm like looking what's on the floor in my shower and trying to crazy glue it back to my head
2: uh, well my son had told me one time and we're talking about my son being on the spectrum so he says whatever there's no filter because dad you, you, you smell like garlic and you're going bald <laughs> and so when i had the hair shaved off in new orleans i asked lady said am i going bald she went absolutely not i said are you sure she goes i cut hair all day you're not going
0: bald at all like, but you smell like garlic uh, yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> <good> place, yeah. <laughs> and and uh mick besides you know we mentioned it before he's got 11 books you've got a uh a, a book in the stores now and it's christmas themed yeah yeah it's uh it's my experiences
2: uh, as one of santa's helpers so it's, uh, <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> it's my will ferrell drama uh, yeah oh, okay. it uh, yeah, I mean, I lo- I loved writing it. it. I think it was a nice story. A lot of lessons learned. Uh, some some pretty emotional stuff in there, too. If you want to get the audiobook, you can actually hear me break down on the final page of the book. Like, it, yeah, it was a uh, real really? emotional uh, 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 story for me to write. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad I did it, but it's not exactly shooting up the charts, you know. Uh-huh. This is with the work oh. Did he finally write that Christmas book? You know, well, you know what you've been doing. You've been
1: doing the Christmas thing for so long. I mean, I don't see what the. I, I mean, I guess you know your hardcore fans. If it's not about wrestling, they don't want to know about it. But it's okay to branch out and do your own stuff. You know, it may not sell, but if it felt good to do, what yeah, do you care, it did.
2: You know. And I'm thinking. It turned out uh, two years ago to benefit uh, Eli Manning. Waiting until the end of the night. He was "Hey, uh, you might if I get a photo with you?" And I went, "You're a fan." <laughs> man, I grew up with mankind and uh, and i and and I was like he has two daughters of that magical age and right I'm like, could they use a visit from santa like he's had a tough season right, right. So, uh possibly I will reach out to the giants and see if
1: Yo, listen, Eli. if you go, can That's I come? Like, yeah, nice. you want to come? Yeah, one? I'll be an elf. What do I do? I'll walk around on my knees. You know, I'll walk around on my knees. I'll hand his kids some presents. Just whatever you got to do.
2: <laughs> I, I got to hit the road here to say, right. but I'll, I'll text you guys the photo of me and Eli. Much taller than you think. Yeah. Much taller. Right. A giant
0: of a man. And a
2: great guy. <laughs> and a great, a great guy, guy. And a great a guy. guy. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys.
0: Appreciate well. it. Have no, a no, no, Nice man. day. It's Mick Foley, everybody. <laughs> And that was from this morning on our, uh, our morning show, and we had to share it with you because he was so good. He just has. So fun, man. He,
1: no matter what he's talking about, he's got a smile on his face when he talks about it.
0: Yeah, good you know? guy. Good guy. Brett, uh, we, we retweeted Roger JP, a Twitter account, retweeted like the first video we did of him on Facebook Live, right? So you guys can even see that. You can see the picture of what he looks like with his short hair and all this stuff. I mean, he's doing good, though. He's walking a lot better with his new hip, and after losing 100 pounds, there he is, Mick Foley. Uh, wrestling legend, as heard with us uh, earlier this morning. Hope you enjoyed it. Roger JP 1025 The Bone, Real Raw Radio. Roger and JP on
1: 1025 The Bone.